brother. All right. Good morning. Hey, guys. Thank y'all for being here this morning. Our uh, our good friend, the Pagets, are out of town this morning. Man, everybody give Carson a hand over here this morning. Got all the sound stuff set up. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you, brother. We appreciate that. Hey, uh, Jason just came and uh, let me know. Uh, Kenny Broussard. Um, and I, I probably didn't say that right like he didn't. Uh, Cajun, a uh, friend of ours, uh, passed away uh, this past Tuesday. And so uh, always regretful to bring that kind of news. But uh, let's let's keep uh, his family in our prayers and uh, those of us that knew him. Uh, so sure, sure hate to hear that. But uh, pray that uh, through through what was done out here, maybe encountered the love uh, of Jesus uh, nonetheless. And so uh, let's pray. And uh, thank you so much for being here. First Baptist Church of Woodstock, thank you all for being here, man. Awesome stuff. The first time in the history of the church at Southside that we have had toasted marshmallows on the scene. I mean, man, that was fancy. Felt like I was watching a cooking show over there this morning. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this morning that you've given us. It's a beautiful day, chilly day, but beautiful nonetheless. And the thing that makes it the most beautiful are the people that you have brought together around. And so we thank you for that. Pray your blessings on everyone here. And uh, God, we just uh, thank you for our friends at First Baptist Woodstock. We prayed it earlier, but we uh, we uh, just think of it again that we uh, pray your blessings on their faith family uh, as they're away and, and serving this morning here with us. But we pray for their family back home that you just continue to bless that fellowship. Thank you for their kindness, their their warmth uh, every time they come out, their generosity. We uh, know that is from you, and that's uh, why they come is to spread uh, the love of you, Jesus. And so, thank you for them. Uh, pray your blessings on our service today. The time that we share in the Word briefly this morning as we uh, think uh, about being thankful, uh, Father. We should every day, but it's that time of year, and so uh, just pushing a pause this morning and uh, just remembering all of the many things we have to be thankful for, each and every one of us. And so, Jesus, we thank you and pray that you be with us this morning as we uh, share time in the Word together today. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So last week, if you missed, and I did, I wasn't here last week. Jamie and I were away and we had a great time, but we sure missed you guys but man, the technology with uh, Brantley having everything going here is able to watch the video. Fella probably wearing some, I actually listened to the audio. I'm sure he was wearing something Kentucky last week, Charlie. I, most times I've seen, okay, nine times out of 10, he's wearing Kentucky. The 10th time, if he doesn't, I don't know. He probably has got some something on there. Easy, Roger, you okay back there? Uh, but he did a wonderful job. He continued in our series on faith. And he was talking about uh, Joshua. Anybody here last week remember that? Talking about Jericho and the walls that fell down, right? And so he was saying that this uh, by faith, those two words that jump out every time we look at Hebrews 11, by faith, Joshua taking over after Moses and leading the people around and then this pivotal moment in his life that is still a call for you and I. If you weren't here last week, listen to this call. Be strong and courageous, right? And he gives this call to Joshua in the idea of taking over after one of the most powerful men, one of the most popular men in all of Israel, a man by the name of Moses. It is now Joshua's job to lead the people. 
And the first mission he really gets is, oh, yeah, we want you to walk around this massive city, the walls, for seven days. And then on the last day, we want you to yell really loud and the walls are going to fall down, right? Can you imagine the calling that was there, that the faith it would take? I know me in that spot. I would have said, isn't there a better way? Like, can't we rig up some kind of explosive? Can't we uh, maybe do something to the structural integrity here, but to just walk around and yell? But so is faith. And that's what Charlie did a beautiful job, as he always does, reminding us, even in the unconventional, listen and follow God. I want to tell you this morning, before we get into today, we're going to talk about being thankful. But before we do, that by faith and walking with Him comes from a daily walk, right? It's a daily thing that we walk with Him and we listen to those callings that He's given us. And so beautiful, beautiful job uh, of Charlie reminding us, even in the unconventional, to listen and that, listen here, walls can still fall by faith. Everybody believe that this morning? Amen. All right, so this week we're going to celebrate, we have celebrated Thanksgiving as a faith family. And so I wanted to uh, to push uh, a pause on the, uh, the faith study and talk about Thanksgiving this morning, being thankful. Now we all know, right, we're supposed to be thankful every day that we're alive, right? We don't really do a good job of that though, do we? I know myself, and Jennifer does, she does a good job. She's always uh, wants a hug and always got Alabama stuff on. Love love seeing her. I, I find myself sometimes just going through the day and maybe getting to the end of the day and realizing, this is a shame, but realizing I haven't thanked God that day for, you know, whatever. The many blessings, right? That's a beautiful way to start. In the morning, thank Him for, for all that He's done. But anywhere you chose to gather today, which, by the way, I'm glad you chose here. I'm glad that you're here. It always makes my day to be here and see your smiling faces. But anywhere you would have went that's going to talk about Thanksgiving, they probably are going to talk about the one verse that I'm going to share today, the one passage. And it's because it, it focuses on being thankful. And it's very popular towards this time of year. But here's where I really want to tell you why I felt led to go to this voice. Anybody know what a, uh, a horn of plenty is? Anybody know what that is? Or for you cultured folks out there, a cornucopia? Did you think you would hear the word cornucopia today? All right. Does anybody know what a cornucopia is? Do you know what a horn of plenty is? Have you ever seen the big funnel-like looking thing that's in Thanksgiving decorations and there's always like, now you're with me, right? And it's this reason it's a horn of plenty, like you could get into the old like language of it, uh, a horn of abundance, a horn of plenty. But this cornucopia for you cultured folks out here, it's always pictured in my mind as this vessel that is holding something but if you notice every picture, I mean, you got to have, if it's going to be called a horn of plenty, you got to have plenty in there, right? Do you remember the pictures? Do you have a picture in your head? Maybe you've seen it as a decoration or a, a painting or something like that. But as you do, what's always, always standard with a horn of plenty is that it's overflowing. Anybody know that? Like you see it and there's always a little extra. Some of y'all, you know, like you, you, I, I know you ladies, uh, I'm sure Jamie Aiken's probably on this. 
watched Joanna Gaines one too many times in that fixer-upper thing, and you got to have it staged out where it's like laying, and then there's certain things, right? All that feng shui stuff. But the cornucopia, the horn of plenty, this overflowing, it is this verse. And because here's why. It's three verses in this one small passage, and it is if it is a horn of plenty that it is overflowing, overflowing from the standpoint of there's just so much richness and goodness. Roger, this guy, pray for him. It is so good that it is overflowing. And that's what this verse is. So I want to share with you uh, this morning, and I honestly believe that more than just thanksgiving, that this verse is honestly just a way to live life. That if you're here this morning, I've never been the type preacher, teacher, whatever you want to call it. Jason calls me a rabbi, whatever you want to call it. I've never been the type that says, if you'll follow these three steps, then you'll be a better you. That's just not typically how I teach. I'm a very practical teacher of, here's what the passage is, here's how I think it applies. But I will tell you this, that should you listen to these three verses with your heart and spirit and listen to what the Holy Spirit says this morning, I really do believe it is a blueprint that if we were to take this series and not just on a Thursday in November of Thanksgiving, but lived a life verse by verse in this manner, God is going to do amazing things. That's all I can promise. So you with me on that journey to go for these three quick verses this morning. And so I want us to look at those and and think from these few verses here that if we mastered any of these things, that it is a life-changing way to live. And so most of the weeks I read the whole passage, we pray and then we dive in. I'm going to go verse by verse, but before we do, I want to pray. And as we pray through this passage of Scripture, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bow your head with me. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture something. I want you to picture that horn of plenty. Some of you didn't even know what it was by name today. The cornucopia, whatever it is, I want you to bow your head. I want you to think about a lavish table, a long table, a banquet hall. And it's not just any banquet hall. I want you to picture sitting at the king of kings table. Now, mind you, here's what I want you to know. If you know Jesus, if you know Jesus, if not, you can today. But if you know him, You sit there not as a hired hand or a servant or an afterthought or a problem child. You sit there as a beautiful son or daughter of the king of kings. That makes you royalty, my friend. You get the picture? You're sitting there, this lavish meal. I mean, the Thanksgiving meals of all Thanksgiving meals. The bride of Christ sitting with Jesus at the table. The horn of plenty overflowing full of God's blessings. So as we do that, I want us to pray with that in mind that these verses that we read are in fact that type of horn of plenty. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. So we pray that as we read these short verses, but yet so impactful that you speak to our hearts this morning, that you meet us right where we're at. If we've yet to begin a relationship with you, Jesus, please impress on that individual's heart this morning that they too can be a son or daughter of you, Jesus. 
It doesn't matter what we've done, what we're doing, or what we will do. It has no bearing on the situation. What matters is have we put our trust and faith in Jesus Christ, or is it in some other means? I don't care what the other means are, but if it's anything other than Jesus, then it's outside of relationship with you, Father. And so may we all put our hope and trust by faith, as we've been talking about for months now, by faith, complete trust and confidence in you, Jesus, that we could sit at the king of kings' tables. It's beautiful. So this verse is just packed full of deep and rich and goodness today. Will you speak to our hearts with each verse this morning uh, in maybe a fresh and new way? If we've heard it before, your word is living and active, so we pray that it speaks fresh and new this morning. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. By the way, can I just share with you a beautiful thing? The King of Kings. When I wrote that down in my notes, this seems like such a minor detail. But when I write the King, I write it in a capital K, right? The King. And then Kings in this small little lowercase k, right? Any leader that has ever been or that can be named is under submission to the King. The King of Kings. Sitting at that table is beautiful. And then I want to share one other little nugget before I get to the Scripture. Anytime I get to a letter to the church, you've got, you know, Thessalonians, you've got Corinthians, you've got Romans, you've got all these, you know, Philippians, all these churches, our name, our genesis as a, a body of believers, the church at Southside was named off of this idea. You see, they didn't get too cute back in the day and be like, uh, the abundant power of Jesus, you know, and, and all of his disciples, Baptist, church of the Methodist people. They didn't get all cute with that. It was simply the church at Thessalonica, the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth. So the church at Southside. The funny part was we used to be the church at Southside that met on the north side. I've told you that before. It's always one of my favorite stories. But the church at Southside, just simply being the church, the family of God that he has brought together here in the south side of Birmingham. And so I love that when we get to a letter of the church. So I want to read to you this morning, First Thessalonians chapter 5, and it's going to be starting at verse 16. Again, I'm just going to read each verse individually, just three verses, and then we'll, we'll be done today. Starts out two words, rejoice always. Isn't that pretty straightforward? Pretty simple, right? Rejoice always. I mean, Anybody, I mean, at a, a third grade reading level could read those two words and say, I think what it's wanting, just hang with me. I think what this is wanting me to do is to rejoice. And when should I do it? Always. And I think always, I, I, if I, if I go back to that key word, the first starting word, if I go to always, I think I'm always supposed to be rejoicing. Rejoice always. There's no huge in-depth look there of having to go back and say, well, now the Greek word here, really, if we dig in, it means, here's what it means. I'm going to break this down as simple as I can. Two words, rejoice always, and here's what it means. Rejoice always. Now, here's what I want to ask, though. How can two words that are so simple that when we read them, they jump off the page and we immediately get what the author here, the Holy Spirit, has inspired? It means that we're to rejoice always. How can two words that are so simple be so difficult to live out? Anybody feel that? 
Rejoice always? Are you kidding me in today's world? How in the world am I going to rejoice always? In fact, if we're really honest, some of you that are here this morning are going to say, do you know my living conditions? How can I rejoice anytime? Do you know what I've been going through? Do you know the sickness? Do you know the addiction that I'm dealing with? How can I rejoice always? You know I lost a loved one not long ago. How can I rejoice anytime? Here's all I can tell you. It's not from somewhere in here. It's not from some pull yourself up by a bootstrap moment. It's not from working harder. It's not from scripture memory. It's not from any kind of thing that you can do other than what I said earlier, by faith in Jesus Christ. That when you put your faith in Him, there is this supernatural change that happens where the Holy Spirit resides inside of you. And I can't explain it all, but I can tell you this, the only way you're going to remotely ever come close in a broken world in which we live to rejoice always is by the power of of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You cannot do it on your own. Know how? I've tried. If I try to rejoice in my own strength, I always wind up with the yeah, but. Well, that was good, but. Anybody there with me? We, we get to this place and we say, man, rejoice always. Two words, two simple words, yet so difficult. You know me, if you've been under my teaching at all, sometimes I look up the definition of the most random and simple words. Because I think sometimes when we hear a simple word, we glance over and say, oh, I I get that. Now I want you to listen. The, The word rejoice, this product of showing joy, this visible, just inner strength of rejoicing. No matter what happens, rejoicing. I mean, not just... Doesn't that word even kind of bring about something more than just being happy or glad? Rejoice just seems like this inner just like bursting with joy. But here's the word I looked up. I didn't look up the word rejoice. I looked up the word always. Here's what the word always means. I know you know what it means, but let it sink in. At all times, on all occasions. How does that happen? How do you, how do you have a bad situation happen? I mean, it says the word always on all occasions. Hey, Keith, uh, your loved one just passed away. Really? I'm supposed to rejoice in this? It says I'm supposed to rejoice always. Well, maybe I can look at it from the fact that they're absent from the body and present with the Lord if they knew him, that they're there. So I rejoice over that. Yes, there's sadness. Maybe somebody I know has been diagnosed with something. How do I rejoice in that? How's God going to use that? You get what I'm saying? It's a, it's a simple word. It's a simple breakdown of rejoice always, but much harder to practice. Rejoice always. But here's what I want to ask you. I want you to picture your daily life. If you daily, if I daily was in a spot where we said, you know what? Come hell or high water tomorrow, starting starting today and tomorrow on, I am going to rejoice in any and all situations. Do you think your inner health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual well-being 
would be that much better if you weren't sitting around all pouting and mad and angry and hateful and vengeful? Wouldn't rejoicing be the much better thing for our health on the inside? In fact, I, I didn't do this. I, I'm no way a doctor or don't even pretend to be one. But I would think there's even physical benefits to rejoicing always, to having a positive attitude, a positive mindset of just rejoicing, choosing to rejoice. I don't know how that hits with you. It's simple words to me, but tough to do in practice. But maybe this week could be a week that you start trying to do that, to rejoice always. Next, uh, we get uh, just a couple more words here in verse 17. So you've got rejoice always and then pray without ceasing. Anybody ever heard that verse? Pray without ceasing. What does that mean? That means that all day long I'm supposed to walk down the street and uttering words to God and, you know, chanting and having incense and all of this stuff. No, it's it's much simpler than that. It's an ongoing conversation that at any moment you realize that if you are connected to Him, if you are a believer, at any moment you have the power with one word to call on the most powerful being who's ever been, and the word is Father. You have His ear. You have His attention. You have it already, but to speak it and to, to call out and to say, Father... I venture to say that if anybody here, anybody, I don't care if you're Republican, I don't care if you're Democrat, I don't care if you're Libertarian, I don't care if you're some made-up, new-fangled thing. I don't care. But if you were given the president's cell phone number, now, current president, you probably have to call by 4 o'clock. I think he goes to sleep after that. Bad joke, but probably true. But if you were given the president's cell phone number and said that you could call it any time you wanted, any complaint that you have, everybody would take him up on that. Say, I'm, I'm going to call old Joe up today. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to tell him what I think about things. That's not a Republican or Democrat statement. It's the office. You would, you would take that audience. Can I tell you that the one who spoke that president and every other president and every president that will be, every king and queen, it spoke them into existence and you can speak to them at any time. And so many times we don't. But yet we look here and we say, man, I, I've gone through a day before and not prayed at all. And yet here's the call, pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Now, here's what that means. It doesn't mean that you walk into work or you walk into your home or you walk wherever down the street and you just, you know, you're chanting and you're bringing about all this attention. It's as simple as this. It's as simple as being here this morning and being present and looking at what's going on around and just simply maybe seeing somebody that looks like they're having a bad day. You may not even say anything to them, but in your heart, silently, Holy Spirit communicating with Him and saying, Father, will you be with my friend right now? Or maybe it's a, I'm not rejoicing right now. Maybe you hear a, a passage like that and it says rejoice always and you're not rejoicing at all. And maybe it's, Father, I need that. I need to rejoice. You may think it's silly, but maybe even it's a deal of uh, you've been offered to go somewhere and it's a prayer over that invitation. Is this for me? Should I go on that trip? Should I do this? Should I do that? A job interview. Jesus, is this for me? What do you have for me? What are you saying to my heart right now? Just speaking to Him, walking, just like you would a friend. 
to rejoice always and to pray without ceasing. The Creator, the One who spoke us all into existence is right there at your disposal, man. All you've got to do is say the word Father. Lastly, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. Boy, is that tough. You see, I, I didn't do a deep dive on the word all, but I know what it means. It means all. That means every circumstance, all circumstances, however my life's going on the outside or, or what it appears to be, to give thanks. Here's what I simply think that means. I don't care how bad you have it. I don't care how good you have it. There's always a spot that you can look and say, you know what, I'm thankful for this. And if you need a place to start, reach down there and check that pulse this morning. Because it looks like everybody here has got one. So if you got a pulse, I mean, there's a place to start right there. Jesus, thank you for waking me up today. And by the way, you know, if he did, there's a purpose for that. If you have a pulse, you got a purpose. And it's not just to meander through the day and be ungrateful or not talk to Him or whatever. It's for a purpose for good, for Him. Each and every one of us. If you know Him, it's really honestly walking through that and saying, you know what, I'm going to be thankful in everything. I'm going to pray without ceasing. I am walking in this thankful relationship in all circumstances because we have a relationship with him listen to what he continues he says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you and for me you say man i want to know what god's will is for my life and a lot of times we ask that question it's this huge deep visions of grandeur what about in the small things well i can tell you what one of the things of his will for your life is be thankful literally says it. His will for your life in Christ Jesus. Now I'll say this, out of Christ Jesus is not going to happen. There's no way you're going to be thankful in all circumstances in your flesh. It's tough enough when we're walking in the Spirit in this world. But to be thankful in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. I want to give you a bonus verse in closing this morning because I just think it's so powerful and so good. And you say, man, I I have a really hard time being thankful, period. I just, in all circumstances, is not a possibility, but I struggle even in a few circumstances. I, I'm, I'm nowhere near in all circumstances. How can I do that? I want to let the word of James in James 1.17 by realizing this one verse that maybe... Maybe the focus, maybe the attention shifts today and we understand where we get our blessings from. Here's what James 1.17 says. Every good gift. Which gift? Every. That means some, doesn't mean a few. Every good thing that you have. Starting with your pulse. That's a good thing, right? Does anybody here not want a pulse this morning, right? Like we all want that. We all need that. Every good gift, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. Here's what that means to the conceited and prideful personality who say, not me, I worked for everything I got. You're right, you did. Who gave you the ability to work? Who gave you the breath in your lungs? 
Everything can be traced back to Him. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. If that doesn't make us thankful, if that doesn't come to a place of, you know what, I can no longer, I can try to take care of myself. I can try to be healthy. I can try to make good. I cannot will myself to breathe. That's from above. Just start there. Just start there. In fact, maybe when we pray here in just a second, I, I, I'm not going to ask you to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but maybe put your hand over your heart and say, you know what? Every beat right there, there's a gift. There's a gift. There's a gift. Thank you. Are you thankful for anything this morning? Everything? That's a great answer. Are you thankful for anything? Let's thank Him. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, we just read every good and perfect gift is from above. So we would say this, all we have, all we have, we owe to you, Jesus. And so we thank you for that. It is my prayer that we could be a people, a faith family that rejoices always, that prays without ceasing, and is thankful in every circumstance. If we lived life with these three things evident, I really believe this is not just saying the thing I feel like I have to say, but if just this group present today lived in such a way where we rejoiced always, we prayed without ceasing, and we were thankful in all circumstances, you could change our entire city and beyond with that kind of revival. Start with us. Help us to be rejoiceful people. Help us to be a praying people. Help us to be a thankful people. Not just at Thanksgiving time, but every single day that we are the type of people that rejoice always, that we are the type of people that are thankful in any and all circumstances. And when we need our why, remember, remind us that every good and perfect gift comes from you guys. Nothing we could do on our own. It's all from you. Jesus, we thank you and Jesus, we need you. If someone's here today that doesn't know you, what a wonderful day to rejoice by giving their heart and life to you. It's available. Doesn't matter what they've done, what they're doing or what they will do. Jesus, your grace is sufficient. For those that are already walking with you, help us to be even more rejoiceful, more prayerful, and more thankful. Jesus, we need you and we thank you. We pray and we ask all this in your precious name. Amen. And listen, I'm thankful for everything too, but I'm also thankful when I wake up in the morning. But I know if I don't, I'm going home to a better place. Amen. Amen. Amen.